You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Take you around the league with Zach Robinson of Pro Football Focus, the former NFL quarterback. Zach, we appreciate you taking the time. We have to start in Indy because within the last 30 minutes, Colts GM Chris Ballard announcing quarter zone shot and rest now for Andrew Luck this week after soreness. I realize that Indy is still very much alive in a competitive AFC South, but in your view, should the Colts shut down Luck for the rest of the season? I think so. I think at this point, uh, especially with, with Jacoby Brissett and how he's playing, uh, I think that that's probably the best uh, spot at this point. I mean, uh, why risk anything further? You're, you're in the hunt, but you got a quarterback that's playing pretty well. There's really no rush to, to get him back in right now. I, I definitely shut him down. When you think about this team and, and the players around him that may want him to get in, sure, Jacoby Brissett is playing really good, but you think uh, he's capable of handling uh, the pressures of, of maybe getting his team a little bit further than just being a wild card team or maybe having a chance to even win a division. If that is so, wouldn't you want to have your marquee guy in if he says that he's ready to go and everything is clear? Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot going into it. I, I still think that Brissett is a guy that can and has shown, you know, throughout the season pretty much so far that, that he can uh, that he can carry the offense at times when it's needed. He's made, you know, some significant uh, mistakes, especially under pressure. His under pressure ratings are, are pretty low in terms of the NFL. But uh, I think he's a guy that, you know, you, you, watch the, you watch him play. He's got the right look on his face. Uh, you, you hear about the leadership and all those things that he brings. So uh, if there's any kind of indecision on luck and, and what that's going to impact in the future, uh, I would much rather kind of sit him down and, and keep rolling with uh, Jacoby Brissett here. Zach, let's move to Green Bay. I'm based in L.A. I work for the Pac-12 Network. So I saw Brett Hundley a lot at UCLA, and you're aware he probably would have been a second-round pick if he had come out the year prior, and I know he was a fifth-round pick. So if we're evaluating what he can do, Matt Flynn held the Packers together the last time Aaron Rodgers went down with a broken collarbone. Do you think Hundley can do something similar? You know, I, I don't see it as much uh, with, with Hundley. I've kind of followed him, you know, throughout his career at UCLA and uh, just the little bit that he's gotten in this preseason as well. He was actually, uh, in terms of our grades of pro football focus, their second lowest graded player on offense throughout the preseason. Uh, the stats didn't always show up. He kind of threw some, uh, some passes that uh, were kind of turnover worthy and could have been picked off. Uh, you like his athleticism. You, you want to get him out on the move, bootlegs, you know, all those design things. But uh, winning from the pocket, he, he does tend to hold the ball and, and, and take quite a few sacks. Uh, and he had the highest sack percentage when he was under pressure uh, his last year at UCLA. So uh, there, there's some things to like with his athleticism and, and throwing from a clean pocket. But uh, some of these subtleties, you know, moving in the pocket and, and sliding to find guys, uh, they're, they're going to miss that big time. And, and I think another big heads up is uh, watch his outbreak. He throws to the left. It showed up as actually his first throw uh, last week. And uh, outbreaker to the left ended up behind the receiver. He tends to, to leave those behind receivers. So um, there, there's some things to like, but I, I don't know if he can completely hold it together with, uh, you know, some of the injuries they've had, especially on the offensive line. Zach, it seems like the Minnesota Vikings are trending to having a good problem. Uh, Case Keenum obviously is playing really good football, something that we didn't get a chance to see him do well last year with the Rams, but he seems like he's in a good place. 
but now you have Teddy Bridgewater who's cleared. He seems like he's healthy and pretty much ready to go. And then you're eventually going to have Sam Bradford, hopefully, healthy down the road. How would you deal with the quarterbacks in, uh, carousel there uh, in Minnesota if you see these other two quarterbacks sitting in the wings who were starters on this team? But Case Keenum has the ball rolling with this team. Yeah, he does. He's, he's played really well. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I think he was our top-graded guy in the NFL. Uh, I think uh, week three or whenever that was, he took over. But um, I, I think if uh, you know, if, if it's all if they're all healthy, you know, Bradford's probably still the best guy for that offense. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I, I don't know if it's if it's right to uh, throw him in there and uh, hasn't got snaps in such a long time now. And, and uh, you know, if Bradford's upright and the knees knees fine and everything, I think he's still the best guy for that offense and, and just shooting it around with uh, you know an improved offensive line, which which last year we saw they were one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. They've, they've kind of fixed some problems up front and, and have kept it clean for Bradford when he's been in there. So uh, I'd roll Bradford if he's, uh, if he's all healthy and ready to go here down the road. Chatting with pro football focus analyst Zach Robinson, the former NFL quarterback. Zach, you spent time with the Lions, so you know if I'm talking Detroit, i got to mention they haven't won a playoff game since 1991, and we know that Matthew Stafford's making a lot of money. Put all that aside, just breaking down the tape, where do you slot Stafford among frontline starters? You know, he's, uh, I think he's definitely in the top 12-ish or so. Uh, you know, took, took a little step back. Had a tough week last week. Uh, nine batted passes. The Saints, uh, they blitzed some 39, I think, of his, of his 50-something dropbacks. So it was a crazy week. But I think uh, overall he's kind of in that uh, top 12-ish, 10-ish uh, category. The, the, the scheme that they've kind of set up for him uh, in the last couple of years is, uh, they've simplified it. They've got the ball out of his hands. Uh, they've kind of taken less risks down the field and uh, just honed in his game a little bit. And you've seen it, it pay off big time because he's uh, definitely improved from his, his previous years and kind of uh, harnessed in some of those things that hurt him early on in his career. But I, I think he's definitely a you know, top 10 to, to 12 guy. When you see the Arizona Cardinals with the talent they have on this team, of course, the the guys that's longer in the tooth are, are the leaders on this team and Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald, but they end up bringing another guy that's pretty long in the tooth and Adrian Peterson. How were, how impressed were you to see him have a good game and, and also see the scheme in which they went about this game for his balance, running the football first, play action pass that helped Carson Palmer uh, to have an efficient game. How impressed are you to see this team playing this way? Man, I'm with you. That was, that was fun to see, you know, this scheme uh, dialed up the way it's intended to do. Like you said, downhill running game, let him get in, in the eye and, and run straight downhill and then uh, get the play action game going after that. And you saw Carson Palmer have huge benefits of that because a lot of their problems are, uh, you know, keeping him clean and, and uh, some of the, the forced throws that he makes are all under pressure and, and slide stepping in the pocket. And, uh, you know, with that play action game, the running game, uh, not getting as much pressure up front, and he's able to to sit back there and beat Carson Palmer and make big throws down the field. Uh, how this offense wants to roll, so uh, that was a great addition for him, man. I think it's uh, it's going to be fun to just see if that can that can keep rolling. They can build on that. He started off, I think, thirteen for thirteen last week and uh, hit a number of, of shots down the seams and off the play action. So it's it's a fun offense to watch when it's going. Zach, let's wrap it up with the Rams. Jared Goff, as you know, didn't put up big numbers against a solid Jacksonville defense. But overall, how far has Goff come this year working with Sean McVay? 
I think he's come along great. I mean, you, you look at Sean McVay's offense, and they, uh, you know, scheme-wise, it's, it's, it's probably the best scheme in the NFL. You saw it at Washington, what he did with Cousins. But Goff's made a huge step in just owning the offense, uh, being more decisive with the ball. He's, uh, you know, generally making pretty good decisions and, and uh, delivering accurately and making uh, big throws down the field. So he's, he's taken a huge step. Uh, you still want to see him, uh, you know, make some of those, tight pocket throws, arm strength throws on digs, you know, third and eights when it's uh, things are tight in there. Uh, you want to see a little bit more of that, but uh, gosh, you got to be, got to be happy. He's heading in the right direction for sure. Zach, we appreciate the information. As we say goodbye, I got into broadcasting because I was told there'd be no math involved. So arithmetic is not my friend. You have a nice combination of playing experience now working for pro football focus. When you talk to former teammates and give them your assessment, how do former players view what you guys are trying to achieve with your site, which also involves data-driven analysis? Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, you know, you got the good with the bad. If they're, you know, offensive line seems to be uh, all my offensive line buddies don't like to see their grades and how many pressures they've given up because they've never really had a stat for offensive line. So there's definitely good and bad with it. I think once they kind of hear uh, all the things that you can uh, gather and all the information that's out there to kind of help them, uh, as a player, we, we send a bunch of stuff to, you know, offenses and teams throughout the league that uh, I've had buddies on the offensive line that can sit there and watch all of Cameron Jordan's bull rushes and outside moves and inside moves. So there's a lot of great stuff that comes with it. Uh, and then you're always going to have, you know, kind of the haters out there that uh, don't don't think we know what we're doing and, and all that good stuff. But uh, that just kind of comes with the territory. Well, we enjoy reading your work. Keep it going. And thanks for joining us on the NFL on TuneIn. Thanks. Hey, real quick, Cordell, I, I grew up in, in Denver, uh, was a Buffs fan growing up. I still remember to this day the uh, the Hail Mary at Michigan. I was seven years old, man, and our neighborhood outside after that play absolutely lit up and, and was hooting and hollering. Uh, but definitely a good memory, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. Hey, Zach, I appreciate that, bro. Every time I, I hear those conversations, especially my buddies back at home, they said the same thing. Somewhere in the barbershop getting the edge up. And you know when <laughs> yeah. having a razor blade in your hand getting the edge up, you get excited. You, you may lose an a ear or two, but uh, now, nah, yeah. man, thanks. And that, that play it will always cool. be yeah, remembered in that city. Yeah, the was going was going nuts. It's still a very uh, vivid memory. It was fun. Well, Zach, oh. before you leave, let's do data-driven analysis because Cordell and I have a difference of opinion when it comes to the greatest Hail Marys. I'm going to go Doug Flutie, one. Roger Stallback, two. We're going to combine college and the NFL. Cordell okay. had a great throw, but it's merely number three on my list. Your thoughts? Uh, I think I'm going to go Cordell because he <laughs> that thing about 78 yards. How far did it go in the air? I mean, that was... thing was the most launched ball I think I've ever seen to the end zone. Right answer, Zach. You're welcome there anytime is, on the show. Thank you, Good Zach. Good man, Zach. Good man. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.